Good evening. Praise the Lord. We're going to go ahead and get started now. It's about that time again. So. A uh, couple of announcements this evening. I want to remind you guys again, Heart to Heart is this Tuesday. Uh, ladies at 6 o'clock in the Fellowship Hall, bring sandwiches, chips, dip, and dessert, and uh, have a good time uh, fellowshipping back there. And then men's breakfast is this Saturday at 8.30 in the Fellowship Hall as well. So uh, bring yourself, bring someone with you, and we'll have a good time fellowshipping, eating breakfast, and hanging out, and solving the world's problems. So, And then... Uh, Prime Timers is coming up August 27th at McGeehee's in Marietta. I believe that's fish, isn't it? Yes. And so uh, meet, the, meet there at 1 or meet here at 1230 to ride the van down there. So uh, they'll have a good time there as well. Uh, and Prime Timers is, you know, anybody can be a Prime Timer, right? Yeah. So it doesn't matter what your age is. So that's right. So go enjoy all you can eat, catfish and shrimp. So. They have shrimp there, right? They don't have shrimp there? Just catfish. That'll work. Bee Gees has the shrimp. That's right. I knew somebody had the shrimp. That All right. Um, and also the, the board wanted me to announce um, that beginning next Sunday, uh, next Sunday morning service, we will be, have a... Uh, what's called a transitional pastor uh, that will fill in during the time of transition uh, while they're while they're meeting and taking resumes and 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 looking for a, a new pastor pastoral candidate and a new pastor um, and uh, Ron McCaslin has agreed to come uh, Ron is a former pastor of Edmond Spring Creek Assembly uh, there in Edmond Oklahoma uh, he's also been on the executive presbytery and he's been around the district for many many years and so he's agreed to come and fill in as transitional pastor he'll be here next Sunday morning and uh, I'm excited I'm, I've, I've known uh, Ron McKesson for several years uh, and so I'm kind of excited to be able to hear him preach hear him minister um, but he'll do a great job for us and so continue praying for our, our pulpit committee they met all afternoon today and so uh, uh, discussing and, and they met and they had someone come from the district that kind of went through everything with them, how to do everything. And so uh, they're, they're, we want to do it the right way. And so keep praying for them uh, as, as, they, as they move through this. And so uh, that God will uh, have his way and that we will listen to God because we want to, we want, like I said, we want God's person. We don't want our person. We want God, the person that God has. So um, stand with us this evening. We're going to open with a word of prayer and worship together. Father, we love you tonight. Lord, we just thank you as we come into your presence once again. Lord, we just come with you with a heart of worship, Lord, with an attitude of praise tonight. Lord, we enter your gates with thanksgiving and into your courts with praise. And Lord, we know that you'll do mighty things. And Lord, we glorify you tonight, God. We just invite you to come and move and to fill this place tonight with your spirit, Lord, to touch lives tonight. Lord, we love you. We glorify you. We give you praise for everything that you do in the name of Jesus. Amen. There is a light that burns in the darkness. Yes, there is a hope that washes the fear away. There is a peace that settles around us. It is your love that sets our hearts ablaze. Let's sing that again. Y'all sing it with me this time. There is a light that burns in the darkness. 
There is a hope that washes the fear away. There is a peace that settles around us. It is your love that sets our hearts ablaze. Father, we're on our knees with every heartbeat. We bring you this offering. Lord, come and fill this place. Father, we're crying out. Spirit, we need you now. Glorious love surrounds us. Lord, come and fill this place. There is a king that reigns in victory. There is a mercy strong enough to save. We feel it rising up from the ashes. There is a love that overcame the grave. There is a love that overcame the grave. Father, we i 
We worship you, Lord. You're worthy, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your presence in this house tonight, God. There's a sweet presence in this place tonight. Just play that again. Father, we just want to flow in it just for a minute. Just to bask in your presence, God. just about you, God. Help us to surrender our hearts and our minds to you. Help us, Lord, to be more receptive of your voice, God. Open our hearts, God, to receive what you have for us, Lord. We thank you in advance, God. Oh, just pour your grace out in this place tonight, Father. Tell's cry 
times did they falter? How many times did they not believe what I told them? And yet I still took care of them. Do you not know that when my son gave his life for this body called the church, that I gave my life as well because he and I and the Holy Spirit are always, have always been one. We always were, we always will be, and we always are, even now. What is mine, I jealously protect it. What is mine, I watch over it with eyes that do not sleep. I watch over it with an attentiveness that is beyond your imagination, beyond your comprehension. So I tell you in my word over and over again, fear not. You have nothing to be afraid of. The future is not an, an object or a time to be fearful of because I am still God. I still sit on my throne and I control the universe from its farthest reaches to its very center. Nothing escapes my attention. Nothing escapes my notice. And especially those things that happen to my church. Because if my son said upon this rock, I will build my church, then realize that when he said that, it included me. It included the Holy Spirit as well. We are working for you. We are working in your behalf. Only listen for my voice. What have I told you in my word? Do not lean to your own understanding. Do not do what you think is right in your own mind and in your own thinking. I am God. Trust me. Don't be like the children of Israel that had to wander in a wilderness for 40 years to get what I had promised them that would have only taken them like 40 days to get to. Trust me. Listen to me. Take time to hear my voice. There are a lot of voices in this world that will holler and scream for your attention. Don't listen to those. Listen to my voice. For when I speak, there is peace. When I speak, there is contentment. When I speak, there is conviction that it will happen just as I say it will. Trust me. Follow me. I will show you myself in ways that you have not even yet imagined. For I am your God, and you are my blood-bought church. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Church, let's just worship him for another moment. That song says, you are holy. And there's nothing more we could say about our Lord than you're holy. But the word says, because he's holy, we can be holy. Let's just worship him again. Lord, you're holy. Lord, we look to you because you're holy. Lord, we look to you because you've never failed us. You've never let us down. 
we look to you because you're the one that we can look to when everything else crumbles and everything else falls, Lord, because you're always there. Because you're faithful and you're true and you're just, Lord, because you're holy tonight. We exalt you tonight. We glorify you. Hallelujah. We praise you tonight, Lord. We thank you for your word that we've gotten, that we've received tonight. <clears throat> Lord, we love you tonight. We exalt you tonight. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. You may be seated tonight. All right. Tonight is a special night. Let me get everything situated here. Yesterday in Oklahoma City, uh, there was a ceremony that didn't just happen yesterday. It's happened for several years for these these young ladies that, uh, you know, we go and we watch them get dressed up and get to be presented and be on the stage and and have their ceremony but for them this has been going on for years and uh especially for bailey you know she's been doing this for let's see third fourth fifth sixth seventh this eight six years to get to the point where she's at and for tegan she's been third fourth and fifth grade working on this and uh, but just the the stars program but before that uh you know there was other programs that was going before that and so uh we, we celebrate this once a year, but they, they work on this for many years. And so we're really proud of them. And uh, so we're, we have some presentations for them tonight. So if Courtney and, and uh, Jill, if y'all would come on up here. And uh, I was stalling for Courtney to get out of the nursery. She's doing double duty tonight. Uh, I told the ladies, I said, I, I really, you know, I don't feel like I'm pretty enough to stand up here with, the, with these beautiful young girls. They're, the girls are all dressed up and they've got their... Tegan's got her crown. They've got their stuff on. And so I'm going to turn it over to them. Uh, Tegan, if you and Bailey will come on up, and uh, I'm going to let them kind of explain and, and uh, uh, tell you what, what all they've kind of done and accomplished, and we've got some presentations for them. And then following the service tonight, uh, down in the youth building, we've got a uh, ceremony or a reception uh, for the girls uh, we've put together for them. And so we want you to come down there with us and help celebrate them down there. And, and there's cake and punch and and. Uh, cake and so um, there's a lot of cake if you notice the colors we've got tonight are purple and and blue is because the honor stars color is blue and the the friends uh, color is purple and so we couldn't just do one cake because we wanted to have both of them so we had to do two cakes so there's plenty of cake down there and so uh, what we're, what doesn't get eaten we're sent home with them so uh, Y'all come down after the service and join us down there for our reception. And so I'm going to turn it over to Courtney. She's going to make a presentation to uh, Tegan tonight. I'm going to try to do this without crying. This is my girl, so it's going to be hard. Okay. He's going to play a video later with all the requirements and everything that they had to do. But um, let me pull up my picture here. I don't really know. I haven't done girls ministry. That was Sister Vonda and Christy's doing. So I had to, Christy sent me what to say. So I'm going to read it off my phone. <laughs> um, so they have 36 units in stars and they have to make at least a 70 to pass and Tegan made a hundred. So good job for her. 
And I'm just going to read the Honor Star Charge to you, Tegan. In Stars Club, you have been taught and trained in Christian principles and doctrine. May the scriptures you have memorized give you a strong foundation and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, unmovable and unchangeable, regardless of what comes your way in life. You have great choices ahead of you. This is, I knew I was going to cry. Always consider what Jesus would have you do and follow his leading. I charge you to stand firm as an honor star, to keep your eyes on Jesus, and to remember your pledge. Jesus has a special purpose and plan for your life. He will never fail you. Keep your eyes on him and your hand in his. Walk close to the Lord. May your commitment to follow Jesus direct your every step. Qualifications for Honor Star. STARS Club is a three-year program for girls in third through fifth grades. To become an honor star, a girl must learn the club distinctives, which include the pledge, motto, scripture verse, colors, and song, and they must complete 27 units. Requirements for each unit badge are to complete the unit activity pages, memorize the unit verse, and complete a project. Also, to become an honor star, a girl must complete nine honor steps for the World Truth Units, read the New Testament, and take the nationally standardized honor star review. This is all quite a challenge, and these girls have worked hard to finally be sitting where they are today. All right. So here's your certificate. hug you and then leave because I'm going to cry. Okay. All right. Um, I'm going to go ahead and let them do the video of what her requirements are before I talk. Qualifications for Friends graduates. Friends Club is for girls in 6th, 7th, and 8th grades. To become a Friends graduate, a girl must learn the club distinctives, which include the pledge, motto, scripture verse, and colors, and they must complete 18 units. Requirements for each unit are to complete 6 journal lessons per unit, memorize the unit verse and central truth, and complete a project. Also to become a Friends graduate, a girl must memorize the Statement of Faith, read the entire Bible, and take the nationally standardized Friends Review. We are so proud of these girls who have spent many hours reading and memorizing and chose to continue in girls' ministries. As these beautiful young ladies come forward, we will be placing the purple graduation cord around their neck, signifying the commitment they have made to follow and serve the Lord Jesus Christ. This cord with a butterfly charm reminds them of the Friends Club Pledge. As friends, we will be committed to Jesus Christ our Lord, Christian values, family, friends, and church, promising to encourage and provide accountability to one another. All right. Um, here in a minute, I'm going to read the whole honor charge. Uh, when we first came to be youth pastors, we actually got to see you do the honor star crowning, and so now she's um, Courtney, it's going to be me. It's not going to be you. Um, she, anyway, she's a grown up and she worked super hard to do this. So proud of you. Okay. Yep. <laughs> All right. In the Friends Club, you have committed yourself to Jesus Christ, Christian values, family, friends, and the church. 
You promise to encourage and provide accountability to one another. <clears throat> Excuse me. Through scripture memorization, study time, and Bible reading, you have been taught what it means to be fully committed to the Lord our God, to live by his decrees and to obey his commands. I now charge you to be fully committed to God throughout your high school years and beyond. This award symbolizes your desire to fulfill this commitment to Jesus Christ, Christian values, family, friends, and the church. May it serve to remind you that no temptation is worth compromising your relationship with Jesus Christ. Yes. Most importantly, may the eternal value of this commitment direct you in every direction, or sorry, in every decision from this point on. Uh, while we were singing, I was thinking, I'm like, what to talk about? This was a, this, these girls have a great foundation of all the truth that's in the Bible. They've read, they've memorized, and I hope they keep building on that foundation. And so far, this one has. She's done three more years after that, and now there's more to come. Right, Christy? You got it in you? You're going to help her out four more years? Yeah. Anyway, I'm super proud of both of these young ladies. And uh, here's your certificate. And this is the present from the church. Super proud of her. Give her a round of applause. They did great. All right. We're super proud of both girls tonight. And uh, I think Sister Vonda did this last year. I want to see it again. Uh, if you were, are, have ever been an honor star, would, would you stand up? Yeah, let's give him a hand. You know, that, that's an accomplishment not just for these, these uh, girls, but for our church. And uh, we, we had an honor star back here in the back that, it, you know, was a few years ago. <laughs> but look where she's at now, though. You know, look where the Lord has allowed and led her to, uh, to minister. And so, girls, y'all got big shoes to fill, the generations ahead of you. And so uh, we're really proud of them. And, and we're excited for them. Uh, we don't, I don't see a whole lot in the churches. And, and if you look at the number of honor stars versus the number of friends and the girls only club, which is the high school, uh, the, the number that complete them drops a lot. And so we're really proud of Bailey uh, for continuing on in, in this, even, even while she's in youth. You know, we don't have a class that they meet on Wednesday night. She's come to youth with us and been a part of our youth group for the last three years while working to complete this as well. And so uh, we're really proud of her. We're proud of Tegan. Um, it, it, it does show a lot. You know, that I, Jill and I was talking about it. We've been here uh, for three Honor Star crownings, and we've been to two out of three uh, that we've had girls from our church be crowned. And we just missed Hannah was the year before and was there someone else with you just Hannah okay and so uh you know of the last four years uh three of them we've had honor stars from this church be crowned and that that that's something because when you look at the list of churches that are being there uh, that are there uh there's there's not a whole lot of churches 
uh, when you take into account how many churches there are in Oklahoma that are honor stars and to be there three of the last four years is, is an accomplishment for our church. And so I'm really proud that, that our church has taken that upon themselves to make sure that we offer that and that we uh, push for it. And I know Sister Vonda wasn't, is not here tonight, but she has worked uh, hours and hours and hours to help these girls to get where they are. And I know Tegan was pushing there at the end trying to get it all done. And I know that uh, uh, parents were pushing there at the end to try to get it all done and trying to make sure that, that they reached it because uh, it's, it's basically three years. But you saw everything on the list uh, that they have to do in those three years. And I don't – yes, Randy. Yes. Yes, they come. They came yesterday and, and to see the girls, and and uh, I think Sister Vonda is just proud as can be of them, and so she wasn't she wasn't going to miss it, and uh, um, but you saw everything on there, and and I wanted to ask this question for for Bailey's level. I think for Tegan, you had to read the New Testament. For Bailey's level, she had to read the entire Bible. When's the last time you read the entire Bible? Just just read it through. That's that's a lot, isn't it? Even if you like to read a lot, the Bible's not always the easiest thing to just sit down and read through. And, and there's so much memorization. There's so much uh, that they had to learn. And, 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 you know, I can read something. You ask me questions, I may not be able to answer them right, even though I read it. But to, to read it and study it and then take quizzes on it and quizzes and quizzes and quizzes. And this is in addition to uh, doing their schoolwork. Uh, it's in addition to the other things that they have to do. And so uh, we're really proud of them. Um, we tried to, we, we, we were trying to get together tonight and make sure we covered everything that, that Sister Vonda usually covers. She, she does this, she teaches them and she does this. So she knows everything that, that goes into it. And, and, uh, Courtney and Jill and I were going, well, for me, I've never been an honor star, you know, <laughs> you probably guessed that, but they wouldn't let me in the program. But, but even as a rural ranger, you know, there was, there was things that we did, but, I don't remember doing as much as these girls have done. And so we're really proud of them tonight. And tonight, uh, I, I've got a short message. Uh, somebody asked me this morning if it was going to be long since we were eating. I said, no. I said, anytime there's food afterwards, I don't believe we should, uh, you know, have to sit and listen to a long message. Um, because, you know, I want to go down and eat cake too. So, But tonight I wanted to, uh, I, I wanted to talk uh, to Tegan and Bailey. And the rest of you get to hear it as well. And so I want to do something kind of, kind of for them and, and in light of their accomplishments. And you may say, well, that's not fair. You should preach for all of us. Well, you come to me and say, I've read the Bible through and, and I've memorized a hundred and whatever memory verses. I'll preach specifically for you. And I don't mean any disrespect in that, but I feel like tonight we should honor these girls. I feel like tonight should be about these girls and their accomplishment. And uh, because, they, you know, Listen, we can gripe about those kids. We can, we can say this generation is, is, you know, destroying America. We can say this generation is worthless. Just, you know, we can talk about the kids. But why don't we talk about these kids? Why don't we do something special for these kids that have worked so hard learning the word of God, studying and, and doing this and, and say, you know, that we're so proud of them. And, and because in, in a generation, you know, the Bible says that we're the light of the world, we're the salt of the earth, and I believe this is how it begins. I believe it begins with the Word of God. And so tonight I want to talk for just a few moments about, about the Word of God. I want to talk about some of the things they've accomplished. There's a lot of Bible reading that they've done. 
Uh, it's not just having to read it straight through, but there's many times that they have requirements. I, I actually printed off because I was looking for the, I didn't know uh, until we found those videos. Those are awesome little videos instead of us having to read off with the requirements and qualifications. Uh, I stole those from the, the ceremony yesterday. If you went to the ceremony yesterday, that's what they played and I, I videoed them. And so, uh, so I took them off the website. But, uh, but when you look at their deals, I printed the requirements. It was several pages that they have to go through all of their units, and then they have to go through this, and they have to answer these questions. They have to pass these tests. They have to do. I thought, man, that is a lot. And, and, and so, you know, there's a lot of the Word of God in there. And I want you to understand, and this is for Tegan and Bailey, the, the Scripture the Word of God, the Bible that you've memorized, the Bible that you've read is going to be here for the rest of your life. I know you may not always be able to quote those scriptures. Listen, I've memorized scriptures my entire life for different things. Even when I was a kid in Royal Rangers, we memorized. I can't quote scriptures for anything. And it's getting even harder now because we were talking in Sunday school and I pulled out all these books, you know, the concordances and the Bible dictionaries and all these books. And I said, this is what used to, when you prepared a message, when you studied, you had to use. Now we just pull out our phone and, and uh, you know, we pull up a, an app called Bible Gateway and it's a concordance and a dictionary and a, all of, you know, you can pull up every, and, and it's dependable. I wouldn't pull it up on Google, but you can pull it up on that app and it's trustworthy. It's all those books are basically on that one app and it takes seconds. I can pull scripture references in seconds now. And so that's diminished. And I think we, we get used to that, kind of diminished to how much we can actually quote the scripture. But even though you may not remember those scriptures and be able to quote them for the rest of your life, they're there inside you because when you read the word of God, it comes in. The Lord said, my word will go out and not come back void. He's, it's there and it's always going to be there. And the psalmist said in Psalms 119.11, he says, your word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against it. He says, I've taken the word of God and I've put it in my heart. And I challenge you girls, all of this word, all of these scriptures that you've learned and read, hide it in your heart, hide it away so that you won't sin against it. John 14, 26, Jesus said, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and he will bring to remembrance all the things that I've said. And what is he saying there? He's saying that all of this scripture, all of this word that you've read and you've studied and you've learned the Holy Spirit's going to bring it back when you need it. I can't tell you how many times that I've, I've had a situation or I've been talking or, uh, to someone or, or something has come up and, and, and I didn't have the words to say and the Holy Spirit would bring a, a scripture to, to memory, would, would bring a scripture out. And I think, I don't even remember reading that. I certainly didn't memorize it, but the Holy Spirit would bring it out and he'd say, this is a scripture and I would say that scripture. And I, I might not quote, you know, ver thus saith the Lord, verse 16 of chapter... But, you know, I could say the word of God says, and it was the right word at the right time for what that situation called for. And that's what Jesus was saying. The words that Jesus has shared was the teaching, the word of God, the Holy Spirit will bring that back to remembrance. You see, God's word has everything that you need, everything that will help you, everything that will give you guidance. And the Holy Spirit allows you to bring it up. But I want to tell you tonight, you can't draw from an empty well. That's the title of my, my short message I'm going to give tonight. You can't draw from an empty well. So the Holy Spirit will bring it up, but it can only bring up what you've put in. I, I wanted an illustration for this to help illustrate this. And so I was thinking, I looked online and 
you know, again, the Holy Spirit helps me remember things. And to illustrate this point that you can't draw from an empty well, I, I was thinking back. My granddad, when I was a kid, had this huge stock tank. And he had it full of water. And uh, he went and he bought one of those aerators like you see, you know, you go down to the, to the mental store and, and they had those aerators to keep the air and keep the water so the fish would stay alive. And he, he hung it from a tree limb and he had it plugged in and it kept the water stirred up and aerated the water. And, and we would go and we would, we would go get some worms. And I remember he would take us to this certain place and we'd, we could just rake the leaves aside and there'd be those big, fat, juicy night crawlers about the size of your finger. And we'd take those and we'd go fishing and we'd catch a bunch of perch. And we'd take those perch and we'd put in that tank. And I know you're thinking, Where, what is this? sounds crazy. But you see, my granddad liked to fish in trot lines. He was a catfisher. Cat, fi, catfish, he, liked, he liked to fish for catfish. I like to eat them. He liked to catch them. But he, he liked to fish on trot lines. And when he'd go to check his trot lines, he'd go to run them, he'd go out to that tank, and he could take his dip net and scoop up the, the perch that were in it to take out to go fishing, and then he could bait the hooks with them, bait his trot lines, and go back the next day, and there'd be catfish. You take a little perch about that big, next day there'd be a catfish. That's fish story. But, it, but in all seriousness, I was with him one time when I was, I was a little bitty kid, and we pulled an 86-pound catfish out of Red River. That catfish, I don't know if we ate that one because they say when they're that big, but the catfish that he caught, my granddad would have a fish fry, and people would come. Lots of people would come. I didn't even know who they were. They would come, and I just remember going, and we'd have a fish fry, and we would feed a lot of people with that catfish that he caught. A little bitty perch would supply enough that's kind of how, you know, in the Bible we hear about the fish and the loaves, you know. I mean, it, we, was, we wasn't multiplying them perch, but he fed a lot of people with it. But here's the thing. If my granddad had went out there and picked up his net and dipped in that water and there was no perch in it, he couldn't have caught those catfish. He couldn't have fed people. Because, see, he would have come up dry every time he pulled in there. And so here's the thing. In order to make sure there was perch in that tank, he had to put perch in that tank. And so because he kept it stocked, he knew that he could draw those fish out of it to go and catch more. He knew that he could continue on. And so I hope that maybe that illustrates it. But in order to draw out, you have to put in. And I want you to understand that these girls have been putting in for three years, six years, and, and, and for this amount of time. They've been putting the Word of God in. And I promise you there will be a time... When the Holy Spirit will call upon them and they'll draw from what they've put in. They may not know. They may not have in their mind. They may not know the, what to say. But the Holy Spirit will come along. And because they've put that word inside their heart, they'll be able to draw from it. And they'll be able to help others. And here's a couple things tonight, just real quick, that I, that about the word of God that I believe you've learned through these years. But I wanted to bring it to remembrance. And for the rest of us as well, it's important to understand these things about the word of God. Again, you can't draw from an empty well. We have to understand the Word of God and why it's important that we continue to fill ourselves with the Word of God. The first thing tonight, the Word of God is, it's inspired by God. I know that sounds simple. We think, well, it is God's Word. But I want to share something with you. In verse uh, 2 Timothy 3, 3, 16 and 17 says, All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. 
In Timothy, it says that the word of God is God breathed or it's inspired by God. You know, uh, when you look at the word of God, there's over 40 authors that we know of that spent time writing these books. Over 40 men. But I want to tell you something, it wasn't just those men. I read books all the time. I love to read, and, and I love to read action and adventure stories. Uh, my dad spent most of it, he loved to read novels. He, he would read, uh, what was it, um, Zane Gray and Lois, was it Lois Lane? Lois, not Lois Lane, that's Superman. Um, Lois Lamar, that's it. She was Superman's girlfriend. Anyway. Louis, Louis Lamar, Louis Lamar, have you said, he read those books. I love to read the action adventure novels. I, I love reading them. I, I, I like reading, uh, you know, um, uh, Sherlock Holmes and, and that kind of stuff. I like trying to figure it out before it gets to it. But, you know, I could read all those books that I want, and, and, and sure, it's entertaining, but it doesn't do anything for me when I have a problem. And to say this book is just simply another book to read that was written by another man is not true. Because this is the, the word of God. It may have been written by a man who sat and penned it, but God inspired, God anointed, God directed. He gave them what to write, and this is anointed by God. It's more powerful than just words written on paper. The Bible itself spans over 1,500 years. Think about that. From cover to cover, there's about 1,500 years inside this through, through history and through the word and through, through what, what happened and also the teachings that are there. Man, it's amazing that through that amount of time that different authors, over 40 different people, could have written this and it been put together and compiled in here. And it's such a powerful, powerful thing. And although we're not certain how long it took to write each book, it's amazing that many authors in length of time were able to tell the story of one loving God, of one loving Savior, one loving Holy Spirit that's the same now as he was in the beginning. Man, God is so wonderful, isn't he? That he gave us this instruction manual that was God-breathed. It was inspired by God, even though it was written by man. And we have it today to sit and read and to study and to learn from. And the knowledge of what Jesus said, that if we'll read this and we'll learn this and we'll study it, that one day when we need it, the Holy Spirit's going to bring it back to us. And he's going to give it to us. The word of God is is inspired by God. The Word of God is also living and powerful. How many books do you have on a shelf at home that are living books? And that'd be kind of creepy if they got off the wall and started, started walking around, but I don't think that's what it means, but it, the Word of God is living and powerful. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 says, For the Word of God, again, is living and powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the division or to the division of the soul and spirit and the joints and the marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Man, the Word of God isn't something you just read with your eyes and put in your mind. It's something that pierces all the way inside of you. It comes inside and it just, it just comes alive within you. Listen, how many times have you found the answers to your problems in this book? How many times have you, have you struggled with something? And whether you turned and read it or the Holy Spirit brought it back to you, but it was from the Word of God. Because it's not just a dead book that's on the, on the, on the wall or on the shelf. 
It's alive and it's powerful and it will help you in your situations. I've mentioned many times how Matthew chapter 6 verse 33 came alive to me at a time in my life when I lost my job and I didn't know what was going to happen and we were laid off and we didn't have any, any, any we couldn't see any way of, of making it. We didn't see any aspects of job or anything at the time. And Matthew chapter 6 33 that says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and he'll take care of all the rest of it. I can't tell you that scripture, I can tell you that scripture came alive to me and I began to live it and I began to see it because God began to provide, he began to take care of things, not because I was seeking a job, but because I was seeking him and his word came alive and it was powerful and many other scriptures are just like that and you probably have scriptures of your own that you can say I, that scripture has become so powerful in my life. It's become so effective in my life and I stand on that scripture. Many people strand on the scripture that says we're healed by his stripes many people stand on the promises that God's going to give us back what the devil took away from us there's many scriptures that you may stand on and say that scriptures come alive in my life because of the situation that I had and the Holy Spirit came and he moved and he showed it to me through the word of God the Holy the, the word of God is alive it's living and it's powerful last week I spoke on the woman at the well and Jesus told her that he would give her a living water and she would thirst no more I believe if we fill ourselves with the Word of God like these girls have I believe if we we begin to study it and we begin to put it inside we begin to learn it I believe that that word will become alive and it'll be like Jesus said you won't thirst for more Listen, it's, it's one thing, I, like I said, I love to read. And I'll read a book and I'm like, man, I'd like to hear some more of that. You ever watch a movie and you think I'd like to have a sequel to that because I enjoyed that movie? I'll read a book every now and then and I think that, but let me tell you something. You start reading this book right here, you won't be able to put it down. So many people say it's so hard to read the Bible, I just don't understand it. Find a translation that speaks the language you speak. You know, one of the most powerful things that Martin Luther ever did was not necessarily his 99 Thesis, but when he translated the Bible from Latin into German so the German people could read the Word of God for themselves instead of having to find someone else to translate it to them. Remember, the Ethiopian had, had a, a scroll of the Word of God, and he, was trying to and he couldn't understand it until Philip came along and began to tell him about Jesus. Find a translation. Find something, a way that you can read it and understand it. And if you get stuck, flip over to another part and start reading it. And pray, Lord, help me. Holy Spirit, guide me. And the word will become alive to you. It will become powerful in your life. So the word of God is living and it's powerful. Another thing that the word of God is, is that it's a lamp unto your feet. Have you ever gone outside at night? You ever been woke up in the middle of the night or late at night and the dogs are barking out there or or, or you hear something and you don't know what it is, so you have to go out there and look at it, and it's dark. It's pitch black dark, and, and you know, maybe there's not a light. in the. I go out in the backyard. We don't have a street light in the backyard, so you go out there. It's dark at night. Sometimes the dogs will get to barking about something. We have to walk out there, and first thing you do is trip, stumble, your t hit your toe on something, and you're thinking, where'd that come from? That wasn't there. And it's dark, and you need a light. And what do we do? We pull out our phones, right? Because our phones all have lights on them. Man, phones are like the, a multi-tool. They got everything on them, good and bad. But we pull out that phone, and, and, and even before they had a light on it, you could just turn it on and use the little th the glow. You just had to get closer to the ground. But now it's got a light on it. It's got a bright light on it. 
Some people even have those, you know, the, the lights on their pathway, you know, the solar lights that charge during the day and they stay on at night and you can go out so you can see where you're stepping. You don't want to walk in darkness because you don't know what's there. And, and I promise if you live out in the country, you don't want to go out there at night. If the dogs are barking, there may be a skunk out there. And you sure don't want to walk up on that skunk. Or even worse, what's bad at my mom's house out in the country is you can walk 10 foot from her house and step on a snake. And so you hear something at night, or you, even if you're just going out there at night, we've been at her house and been going home late at night, and it already be dark and be walking out to the car, and there's a copperhead curled up over there. I've walked right by them before and didn't even know it until somebody with a light shined it on it. And so you have to be careful walking in the dark. I want to tell you something. It's not just a physical thing where you have to be careful walking outside. And you got to be careful walking through this world because there's a lot of darkness out there. There's a lot of evil that you can stumble into. And if you don't have a light, if you don't have a way to see, you're going to fall and you're going to fail and you're going to, you're going to stumble. You're going to break that big toe and it's going to hurt forever. Wouldn't it be nice if you had a way to light your path in life? Wouldn't it be nice if you knew which direction to go, if, if you could see ahead of you? In Psalms 119.105, it says, Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. But again, you can't draw from an empty well. I got a flashlight at home. Boy, it's really good when it's charged. But when it's not charged, I can pull that trigger on that thing all I want, and it doesn't come on. Every now and then the kids will use it and they won't plug it back in to charge it. And when I have to get up in the middle of the night and I want to, I could see from here to the other side of town with that flashlight. And that's what I want to see. Because if something's coming, I don't want to see it when it's right there. I want to see it when it's way down the road. Sometimes if we don't charge our, our lamp, if we don't charge our light, things can sneak up on us. I read it just enough. That little flash, that, you know, the little glow from your cell phone, it would, it would work in, in close distance. And sometimes that's where we are with the word of God. Oh, the light unto my path and the lamp and, uh, you know, the light unto my feet. What? Let me read again. Lamp unto my feet and the light unto my path. But sometimes it's just a dull glow because we get just enough in church on Sunday to be that flashlight glow, but not enough to see the enemy when he's coming a long ways off. Man, I want to have enough of this inside me that I recognize everything the enemy brings against me. I don't care how far off he is. I don't care how far down the road it is. It says that he is a, a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. I want my path to be lit up so far ahead I don't have to worry about stumbling on anything. But you can't draw from an empty well. We have to continue to put in in order to have that. And I believe the more of this we put in, the more it will light it up. Because again, we don't have to remember it. The Holy Spirit will bring it into remembrance. Isn't that powerful? I wish that worked in math in high school. <laughs> the word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. Man, I could preach a whole sermon on that. But we're going to move on because there's cake. The Holy Spirit, or the, the Holy Spirit, the, the, the word of God also lasts forever. This is my last point. Julie, if the worship team, if y'all will come back. The, whole, the word of God lasts forever. Aren't you thankful for that? Listen, in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 8, it says, The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of God stands forever. Man, what a statement. It says, The grass withers and the flowers fade, 
Listen, if you go outside right now, the grass is withered. It's brown. Gary Cook and I, have been, we've been looking at the sprinklers out here trying to figure out how we can get them on because uh, I, we need to remember Sandy Steele and, and her husband in prayer as, as she's taking him to chemo. She usually comes up and takes care of these flowers, and I noticed that they were turning brown, and I said, I better water those because if not, she's going to be on me like stink on a skunk. And so I started watering them, and I talked to Gary, and he said, let's see if we can't get the sprinklers. Cause they sh and so we've been trying. But if you go out there, this grass is brown, and when you walk on it, it'll crunch. Listen, that's not going to stay. The grass will wither. The flowers will fade. We have beautiful lilies at our house, but they're only good for a short time, and then they begin to wither. And even whatever your flowers are, I don't know of a year-round flower, but they'll, they'll bloom for a season, and they begin to wither. And the prophet Isaiah says that although the grass withers and the flowers fade, the word of God lasts forever. This word will never fade. It'll never wither. It never loses its power. It never dims in light. It doesn't go down. You don't have to recharge it. You, gotta, you have to stay plugged into it. You have to continue. But the word never loses its power. Even you and I will pass away, but the word of God will never stop. There's been, none of the authors of this word are still alive today. They're not walking around today talking about how they wrote the Bible, but the word of God is still here. I don't believe any of them thought they would outlive the words that they were writing. I believe they knew and understood that one day there'll be people like us still reading and still studying the word of God, the words that they wrote inspired by God, God breathed. And that that word is going to be as powerful today as it was then. Because the word of God never dies, it never fades, it never passes away. You see, people have tried to burn it, and they have burnt the book. The, the countries, there's countries that have banned this book. And you can't have it in there. I'll never forget, there was an ex-NFL football player was telling a story. And, and anytime there's a football player, I, I kind of listen because I like football. And he was telling a story. He says, I was approached by a group. I wanted to help in ministry. And they approached me to go into China and, and smuggle Bibles in. And they, he said, yes, I'd love to do that. And so they give him a backpack that had normal tourist stuff in it, but it had several Bibles in it. They were small Bibles. They, you know, they don't carry big Bibles like we do because they're too noticeable. They had small Bibles and they were sneaking them in. And he could fit several in his backpack. And they took him to the border and they said, you walk across, you'll be contacted by a man. This is, you know, spy stuff here. He'll give you a code or a saying and you, you'll recognize that's who it is. You'll take your backpack off and hand it to him, not real suspicious like. And he will take that and he'll go to the underground church and they'll take those Bibles out and be able to distribute them because there's people in China that are dying every day for the word of God and we have dozens on our shelves at home collecting dust and he said and I was so proud to be able to do this and he said I, I was inspired by it and I wanted to do it and he says until they said this statement they said try to fit in he says I'm six foot seven I weigh over 300 pounds and these Chinese people are five foot nothing barely weigh 100 pounds he said how in the world am I going to fit in and they said well you're a tourist if you get caught say I need to go to the American embassy and we'll, the American the, the government will come and help you and get you out they'll take the Bibles now if the Chinese person gets caught it most likely meant death for them 
but he said there was no greater thing than I've ever done to be able to take the word of God to people who are dying for it, who want to experience and who want to read the word of God because the word of God is so powerful. But countries have banned it. False teachers have tried to change the word of God. They've manipulated it. They've made it their own. I'll never forget I don't like to call names, but I'll say this. I'll never forget when Oprah decided to have her own uh, theology. And she said that Jesus is a good person. He was a great teacher, but there's other ways to get to heaven. And she began to teach that because of her fame, because of who she was. People believed it. But I want to tell you something. You can't change the word of God that said Jesus says, I'm the only way to get to the Father. No man can get to heaven. No man can get to the Father except through him. He says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. People try to change the Word of God. They try to make it fit their lives. They try to pick out scriptures and say, oh, but this scripture says this, but they need to read the whole thing and understand the meaning of it. People have tried to change it. Atheists have denied it. Like I said, this spans from beginning to end over 1,500 years, but it's been many more thousands of years that we've had this. It starts in the beginning. And this is 2022, and there was about 4,000 years before Jesus that this word has been true, it's been powerful, it's been living. Listen, you can deny this word, but this is the number one selling book in the world and has been. This is the most known book in the world. Atheists try to deny it, but the word of God never changes. The word of God never loses its power. The word of God never fails. The word of God will last forever. After you and I are gone, there'll still be somebody standing here preaching from the Word of God. There'll still be people. It doesn't matter who the president is. It doesn't matter who the governor is. It doesn't matter who's in charge. There'll be someone standing preaching from the Word of God, and it will still change people's lives. And so, Tegan and so, Bailey, this, this evening, all of this prep work, all this study, and all that you've done from this Word, from this Bible, no matter what it looks like, it may be big, it may be small, it may be tattered, maybe colorful. There's excuse me, there's Bibles of all kind. But all that work that you've done, it'll never leave you. It'll always be right there with you. And anytime you need it, all you gotta do is cry out to God, say, God, I need help. And you know what Jesus said? He said, The Holy Spirit will come and He'll bring it back to you. Even when you're old. You know, there's some in this room have been reading this Bible for many, 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 many years. And I don't feel like any of them would stand up and say, it's let me down. I don't feel like anybody in this room would stand up and say, I've read this book for years and it's failed me. So I believe they would stand and say with me that there's been so many times that this word has come alive, that his word has come and it's helped me. And when I couldn't find help anywhere else, I could look to the word of God and it would help me. And the Holy Spirit would come and it would bring that back to me. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's stand tonight. Hallelujah. I know I wrote this kind of towards Tegan and Bailey because of their work in the Bible, but you know, it's so important for us of any age, any walk in life, whether you got saved this morning and have never even touched the Bible, or you've been reading the Bible since you was old enough to read like I have. The Word of God is powerful. If our country ever comes to a point where it says it's illegal to hold a Bible, I'll be an outlaw. Because, I, you know, there's times I've said I'd like to go to China, but I don't think I'd fit in very well either. 
man, this word is alive. It's powerful. It never fails. It's so wonderful. I'm so proud of you girls for taking, you know, not every girl that goes through that program finishes like you guys did. Some of them look at this and say, I don't want to read all those scriptures. I don't want to take the time to have to memorize. I don't want to have to take the time to study and learn. But you guys have done it. And I believe God is going to reward you. He's going to bless you guys because of it. And like I said, we have a, somewhere up here, there's an honor star. And God has used her mightily. And I believe it's because of her faithfulness, like your faithfulness. I believe God's going to use you guys mightily one day. It starts right here. This foundation that you're building your lives on will never leave you. It'll always be there. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we love you. Lord, I thank you tonight for your word. Lord, I thank you that I know your word is something I can stand on. It'll never fail me. It will never let me down. Lord, anytime I need direction from you, I can look to your word. God, it's my manual for life. And God, I thank you that that word is as powerful today as it was the day that it was written. Lord, the, the, the instructions, the teaching, God, even, even the even rebuke and, and correction that comes from the word of God, Lord, I, I, I treasure it. And Lord, it's these two young girls have, these two young ladies, Lord, they've took so much time to study and to put it inside them. Lord, as David, as the psalmist said, I hide it in my heart so I don't sin against it. God, I pray that you would take what they've learned, Lord, and, and, and bury it deep within them, Lord, so it's there. It will never leave them, Lord, so that one day when they need it, it'll be there for them. God, I pray that for the rest of us as well. Lord, as we read your word, as we study, God, that you'll, you'll make it alive to us. God, don't let it just be a boring book or another something we have to take time to do. But God, let it grow. Let it become alive. Let it be powerful in our lives. God, if we approach it in that way, I know that you will move. Because you're faithful. God, you're so faithful never forsaken us you've never abandoned us your word says that king david said i was young and now i'm old but i've never seen the righteous forsaken god your word is so powerful lord we thank you for your word i thank you lord for the freedom and the privilege that i have to stand here and proclaim your word lord i thank you for the freedom that i have to have a bible and carry it around and i don't have to worry about being arrested i don't have to worry about being persecuted Lord, I pray right now for those in this world that are persecuted, those that are arrested, even put to death because of your word, because your word is so powerful that, that, that those leaders are afraid of it. And Lord, I pray that you would strengthen them in their walk. Lord, I pray that you would, God, you would set them free from that. We love you tonight. Lord, I thank you for these two young girls. And Lord, as we go and we're going to celebrate and we're going we're gonna to have a good time with them down there, Lord, celebrating what they've accomplished. God, I pray that it doesn't stop here. It doesn't end here in their lives, that they continue to seek you, whether they can continue in the program or they just continue through their lives to seek you and to seek and, and to read and study your word, God. God, I pray for blessings over them. And we love you tonight. Hallelujah. With every head bowed, never eye closed. I want to do something tonight. We don't like to miss an opportunity to give Jesus to someone, to let someone come to know Jesus. If you're here tonight and you don't know Jesus as your Savior, you can do that just a simple prayer. If you're here tonight, if you just lift your hand up and put it right back down, I want to give you the opportunity to know Jesus tonight. Hallelujah. Praise God. Sunday night crowd's not always a big salvation crowd, but that's okay. 
we don't want to miss an opportunity to share Jesus with someone. Amen. Praise God. Hey, we're going to go down to the, the, the youth building, and we've got cake and punch. And if you want to stand here and pray for a little bit, I don't want to take that away from you. We'll, we'll turn on some music, and, and we'll leave the lights on. But if you're ready to go down and do that, we want to do that. We want to honor these girls. I know we usually have prayer at the end of service, but I, I, again, I feel like we should honor these girls tonight. I feel like we should take them down. I do want to do this, though. I want both of them to come down. I'd like us just pray for them. Would y'all come join me down here? she leave oh that's okay we'll wait on her listen I'm a youth pastor this happens all the time see when she comes back in we'll clap for her and then she'll she's used to it she's done it before where's your crown Tegan it gives you a headache hey heavy is the crown I'm saying Listen, if I had one of them, if somebody gave me one, I'd wear it all the time. I'd be going to Walmart wearing a crown. Well, that's not unusual, is it, I guess? I've seen worse at Walmart. That's all right. There we go. Yay! Hey, if you want to come down, and, and let's just pray for these two girls. We're so proud of them. Listen, I get the privilege of being her youth pastor, and now I get the privilege of being her youth pastor. Because when they graduate Honor Star, they, they move into youth. And, and so it, it's a great thing for me and Jill. We really enjoy um, because we expect the Honor Stars to answer all the Bible quiz questions and to know all the answers to everything. It doesn't always work, does it, Hannah? I'm just kidding. But, you know, we, the Honor Star girls are some of the best girls. And so y'all come, let's pray for them. Let's just lift them up in prayer. We thank God for their accomplishment, but we also pray that he'll continue to, to use them. Amen. Father. dismissed we're going to go on down please join us down there there's a lot of cake and and i'll be tempted to eat it so uh come on down join us you got to walk across the desert to get there i apologize for that and uh but come down and join us tonight <laughs>